are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. John, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fairly good. I have a date on Lamar Chambers in uh, England. He, right. uh, he's, he's, that story has finally been dealt with. What do you got? I've got uh, our friend Noah the Time Traveler has <laughs> met himself. He's back. So, yeah, he's back <laughs> in it. And, uh, Spoiler alert, it wasn't me after all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it wasn't. But we are going to start with this hilarious story about The Bachelor. John, do you watch The Bachelor? I, I don't, but I know someone who does. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she's been as involved with watching it this year, but she probably has more knowledge than you and I do combined. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I guess we can welcome her in now. Our first ever first. guest uh, inaugural, to the Earth Oddity Podcast. Yes, inaugural guest, uh, Miss Deidre Long. Uh, is here to comment on The Bachelor, reluctantly comment. She doesn't want to be on the show. We have basically coerced and forced her to be on the show. Uh, yeah, round of applause. Hello, Ms. hello. How are you doing? Good, good. <laughs> See? So, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, not so bad. I do not watch The Bachelor, and my wife has watched it on occasion. She didn't watch... This season, and if if I'm not mistaken, you didn't watch much of it either, but you did watch like the the important part. Like I the, did the few few the episodes. Final, I, I, I did at the end. How many the final two episodes? The final two episodes. So, okay, okay. I wasn't very interested in Ari, so I skipped it this season. Okay, okay. and that is was how you say just, his name, Ari, Ari Lion Lyondike. Ari right. Lyondike. Okay. Why now? Why weren't you? Was he just not hot enough for you? Um, <laughs> just wasn't interested. Okay, so he wasn't hot enough for you. Maybe. All right. We That's may fine. be jumping ahead, but apparently he's kind of a jerk. Is so he? Yeah. we're going to get to that. I don't. I, I have and no clue. <laughs> I did say on the way over here that it sounded like a race car driver's name, and he he's a race car I driver. I think so. Right? Okay. Okay. So, um, if I'm understanding this correctly, we well we had a story earlier in the episode about Rebecca Martinez who was on the show, and yes. she was. Missing, right? Yeah, she got California, but it turned out she wasn't missing. She's on the show. Yeah, her mama reported her missing. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually thought this was the same Becca, but this is Becca Kufrin. How you say her name? Kufrin. Kufrin. Becca Kufrin, and she was the. Was she the final? One of the final two. She was one of the final two. Well, and then she was the final one. Okay, she was the final one, so, but then she wasn't. Then she wasn't. Uh-oh, here comes Ooh. the uh, <laughs> Ooh. Here comes the controversy. The headline here is, Bachelor Uproar Prompts Minnesota Bill Banning R.E. Lyondike Jr. from the state. It says here, well, 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 R.E. Lyondike Jr. has not only drawn the ire of Bachelor Nation, but also the state of Minnesota's. After Lyondike proposed to and broke off his engagement with Minnesota native Becca Cuffrin, during Monday's finale of The Bachelor, Representative Drew Christensen made good on a promise to draft a bill banning Lion Dyke from the state. Which, I didn't know you could do that. That's serious business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I imagine a state government could ban someone. The representative drafted the bill and will be introducing it, but he won't be pushing for it, which I feel like a lot of our representatives, they introduce stuff, but is they're just grandstanding. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is just more of the same. It's getting close to election season anyway, <laughs> yeah. so he's trying to... Capture the bachelor vote. It says here, uh, the entire situation has been done tongue-in-cheek and about supporting the hometown girl. We Minnesota, Minnesotans, 
Could you say that for me, Minnes- Mr. Oh, Minnesotians? Minnesotians. Minnesotans? Minnesotans? Well, whoever they are, they stick together. <laughs> it's been a great civic experiment on how easy it is to get in touch with your elected officials and showing them that, yes, we can have a sense of humor, the Republican lawmaker said in a statement to the Times on Tuesday. No, on Thursday, sorry. The bill won't be receiving any hearings, and it will not become law, Christensen said. Cuffrin hails from Christensen's prior Lakes District, and the lawmaker capitalized on the opportunity to rally local fans on social media in a civil experiment after what began as a way to engage with constituents and swiftly escalated into a bona fide publicity blitz. Christensen promised to author a bill banning Lion Dyke from the state if a tweet that he tweeted out got a meager 1,000 retweets. So, <laughs> I didn't set the bar too high. <laughs> Which, now, I don't think I could get 1,000 retweets no. if I tweeted something. Well, what do we I'm have? Not, like I'm maybe, not a state representative either. Yeah, we have like maybe four followers on Twitter anyway, so it'd be... Oh, we got six. Six, okay, all right, yeah. We've upped it. Yeah. All right. I feel like One of those is me, by the way. Yeah. I'm yeah. following the show's Twitter. Sure, and your brother. And I'm doing the show's Twitter, too. Right. So. And, uh, you no, know. I'm not on Twitter. Cedra's so. not on Sorry. Twitter. But maybe she has some friends that are on Twitter. Well, anyway. He, when she tells them to listen because she's on this week. Yeah. Then maybe they'll Or maybe us. not. Sure. Okay. So, um... He also uh, he said that he would invite Cuffrin like the state address if he got ten thousand retweets, okay. and he, he got that too. It says that uh, he, he tweeted out the bill, also the invitation. It says the state of Minnesota hereby adopts a policy of zero tolerance of R. E. Leidenike Jr. from season twenty two of The Bachelor. The document said. It is state policy that every person in the state has a right to live free from the presence of R.E. Lyondike Jr. in the state. Christensen said he isn't a huge Bachelor fan, but he has kept tabs on the latest season because of its local connection. This right here actually kind of bummed me out. He said, uh, as for the bill's chances of passing, Christensen said that they are 0%. In fact, he wasn't even going to vote for it. Wow. So what are you doing, dude? Just, You're I not mean, doing your job. Wasted the taxpayers' money. <laughs> but... Really, Deidre. Now let's get into it. Why do we hate this guy? So okay, much? so what happened? He had two girls left at the end, Lauren and Becca. Mm-hmm. He proposed to Becca, broke up with Lauren, and right. then in the weeks to follow, brought a camera crew in and mm-hmm. decided to break up with her with the camera crew in tow. Took her, I guess, took her ring back. I don't know. Yeah. And then went, then went back to Lauren and begged for her back. Got her back, and then on on television proposed to her. I mean, after, it, just a FYI, if you and I ever break up, I'm getting the ring back too. I mean, I, I think that's standard. Well, right? that's I, a loan. I think, like I've loaned it. to you. I think Neil Lane probably got that ring back, so they uh, get him for free. I'm sure on the yeah. Bachelor. Neil Lane's like the jeweler. Yeah. Okay. Uh, FYI, right. just uh, sometime when John's busy, you go to the jeweler and you swap out the diamond for a Kubert's. <laughs> He's tiny. So I thought no we were doing the show together, right? <laughs> <laughs> but so he busted up with his girl. Went back to the runner-up, right? Who took him back, by the way? Of course. And proposed to her. So it sounds kind of like a publicity stunt. I like think. This was, I yeah, think the fact up. that he brought a camera crew in to break up with her, so it yeah. could be on television, that probably was the biggest think, mistake. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what was the advantage to the Lauren is who he went back to? Mm-hmm. What was the? Why was she better than the other one? I don't I, know. In your limited viewing, I didn't watch the season, so I, I don't know. Right. She's better looking. I don't know. You don't know if she's better looking? She's a blonde. The other's a brunette. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hudson, let's get you over here. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, give me my headphones. 
You don't have to holler. This is a microphone. All right. <laughs> Hudson, let me ask you a question. Because m- neither me or Johnny the one watched. Which one was the hottest? Yeah, did you watch any of it with Mom? <laughs> it's okay. It'll pick you up. <laughs> I didn't even watch the season. So. Uh, so blonde or brunette? So, yeah. I don't know. Do you like girls with blonde hair or dark hair? I can go for both. Yeah, no. That's my boy. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. There you go. Can we cut that out? No. No. Absolutely <laughs> no, not. We can't. So, uh, let me ask you this. Do you like any girls you go to school with? Not really, no. For mm. real? What a, he's got two girls. <laughs> they're just they're just friends, right? Okay, uh, no name. No names. We're not going to embarrass you on the podcast. Yeah, and they probably would beat me up for that, so. Uh, beat you up? Come I'm on. Not, I'm not very strong. Have you looked at my arms? I mean. Oh, they don't look that bad for a little kid. <laughs> nah, you're good. You're pretty strong. Mm-hmm. You fight your older brother, don't you? Lose, but <laughs> but you fight back though, right? Yeah. Well, it's not the size of the uh, fight. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the, the size of the fight in yeah. the dog. There you mm-hmm. go. Okay. Well. Well. This has been an interesting. This has experience. been a very enlightening, no. lightning conversation. Yes. So basically, Ari Leyendike is just uh, a jerk. Yeah. Who purposefully broke this girl's heart for her publicity's sake? <laughs> Do ratings. you think the Bachelor was behind it to promo, like? The fact that this Becca girl is going to be the new Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. And, the, yeah. yeah. I, I forgot to mention that. that. Yeah. And yeah. so the one he broke off the engagement to is now the new Bachelorette. I, so she built up all these people who love <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah. See, this is all. Was this all just made for TV? Oh. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Some of them have really gotten married over the yeah, seasons. Yeah, I was just thinking to say, what, babies. What six, I mean, there's been 22 seasons. How many successful marriages has this resulted in? I think there's only one couple that are married that actually got engaged on the show. Yeah. Like, I think there's mm-hmm. others that are engaged and others that married other people, maybe, from the franchise. But I think there's only one couple that actually married that got engaged on the show. Huh. And they're That's, expecting their second baby, so. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we're all for marriage. Yeah. I know too much about this. You do? <laughs> Who are the ones that are married? Um, Sean and Catherine. Was that the fireman guy? No, I don't think he was a fireman. Oh, I thought there was like a fireman guy. Maybe. I don't really know what he does. Oh, I don't know. Now they just promote stuff on Instagram and probably get paid for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the level we're trying to get to with this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. You know what they need to bring back? They need to bring back Joe Millionaire. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do. Do you remember that show? Yes, I do. All right. Yes. (laughs) Great show. That was a great show. In fact, I know the very first, the perfect first Joe Millionaire one uh, Mr. Bradley Dean Sullivan. Oh, yeah. Yes. He would be, <laughs> he would be perfect. perfect for it. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been very enlightening. I would like yes. to extend the most gracious of thank yous I can possibly give to both uh, Hudson and Ms. Deidre Long. Thank you for I, filling us in. Look, I feel like Hudson has something else he's just got to say. Yes. What you got to say? So. I just want to be on the rest of the podcast, please. <laughs> the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, uh, we'll talk to our people. Our people will get in touch yeah. with your agent, and we'll work out the we'll details. We'll have to book you, book you for a <laughs> session. Uh, okay. okay. All right. My entire family's in here. And, and, we're, and we're all leaving now. And they're all leaving. Hutz has got to get his headphones back so he can watch his phone. No, I just, I just want them. Just want them. <laughs> just want them. Okay. Well, thank you all so much. Thanks, Deidre. You're welcome. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> wow! That well, was a uh, bizarre. That was. A, that, I like that was a great segment. That was I mean, a great segment. Deidre was so nervous about being on, and I was like, "It's no big deal, you dude." Know? She sounds intelligent. Right? She has a wonderful sounding voice. She does. She does make us sound a lot better. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Uh, you might want to be careful. She's probably going to have some internet crushes out there after this. So <laughs> maybe uh, she's maybe. married, guys. Yeah, she's she's married to a stud. By the way, <laughs> the dude is good looking. All right, you have no chance. Yeah, no chance at all. He's successful. <laughs> he's never ran a business in the ground, and uh, he's he's got it all together. So I'm just saying. You better watch out if you're going to be coming for her. <laughs> but, yeah, she was very, very nervous. And I was like, look, we have maybe 50 people who listen to this <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah. So, and we're sometimes related. a little more, sometimes yeah. a little right. less. Uh, we're related to most of them, so you don't have anything to be scared about. And I'm glad we finally just peer pressured her into doing mm-hmm. it. You know? So um, she's our bachelor expert, which I don't know why she watches romance on TV when she has it at home whenever she wants it, but she does. So, I mean, I'm there, and I'll give her a rose, you know. That's all I'm saying. Okay, moving along uh, to the next story here, which I really enjoy, is Pastor fakes his own kidnapping and demands three Bitcoin ransom from family. <laughs> uh, and an evangelical pastor from Sao Jose dos Campos, Brazil. And you have to forgive me, my Spanish is not the best. Right. Uh, because I took French in high school, what better language to learn in rural West Alabama? I was about to say, it makes perfect French. sense to yes. take French when you're living in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With uh, a the, quite large, you know, yeah, French Latino population. population. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, this guy, Alexandre Geraldo dos Anjos, who's 34 years old, uh, is an evangelical pastor of the Assemblia de Deus Misio, which is the Assembly of God Mission, so it's Pentecost, right. uh, from uh, San Jose dos Campos, Brazil, was overcome by greed last week, and he let himself fall into sin and stray from God's mission. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, he was went missing on Monday. And uh, he was last seen hanging out with another pastor in the Vista Verde neighborhood, which is the eastern part of town for those familiar <laughs> with uh, San Jose dos Campos in Brazil. And when one of dos Anjos' friends contact, contacted his family to let them know that he had been abducted and that the kidnappers were asking for three bitcoins for his safe release. Which, that's, that's sizable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what the conversion rate, I don't remember, uh, let's see, which is it's about 106,000 in Brazilian real. Mm-hmm. But anyways, his family refused to pay the ransom and called the police. Probably because they didn't know how to pay the ransom right. in Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. But I feel like we all got a friend that's really super into well, Bitcoin. I mean, it, I love my wife, and I would probably pay about anything I yeah. have to get her back. But right. if someone was wanting Bitcoin, I'd be like, okay, well, you're going to have to send me yeah. detailed right. instructions. Yes. How, how do, do I that? need to do that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm working off of a mobile phone here. I don't even have a, a desktop computer. <laughs> Uh, at first, he unconvincingly claimed that he escaped from ca- captivity. But, however, when the peace police turned him over to the investigations office there, the fallen pastor caved under pressure and confessed to staging his own abduction. Um, and here's mm. a statement from the police here. We received a complaint yesterday stating that the pastor had had lunch at a restaurant in Jakari. Uh, we went there to investigate. We took the video surveillance footage and saw that he appeared calm. When he began to tell his story of the kidnapping, it became obvious he was lying. <laughs> so, uh, Dos bought a SIM card and texted one of his friends, making it look like he was a kidnapper asking for <laughs> ransom. So he put some thought into this. Right. 
Uh, his friend was unaware of the plot, the one that called the family. So uh, he was released. If I got a text with a ransom note, like a ransom note text message, yeah. I would probably, my first thought would be like, okay, well, that wasn't for me. Somebody texted the wrong right. number. Yes. <laughs> or someone's pulling a joke, you know? It's, but now I know to not text you if I ever get kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, ah, I'm because going back the to kidnapper bed. would be looking at his phone and he'd get back, <laughs> LOL, wrong. Right. A new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> but my fa- thing is that his family was just like, ah, no, we're not paying for it. You know? Like, well, <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's released under judicial control for now, but he faces criminal charge and likely a fresh round of questioning from his wife and mother of his <laughs> two year old son. But apparently the old uh, mission, uh, Assembly of God mission down there, yeah. wasn't pulling in the old 10% tithe like they needed to. <laughs> and uh, this guy was like, I got to get, you know, I, I I mean, I need a Creflo dollar plane and uh, <laughs> yeah. I need to do something now. I need to get on Olstein's level. And uh, here I am at the Assembly of God. And we can't even make budget this week. So <laughs> he should have texted back and been like, okay, well, how about Dogecoin? <laughs> Get it in Dogecoin? <laughs> there's like hundreds of cryptocurrencies. Yes, I now. mean, there's a million of them. We need to research an Earth Odd, an Odd Coin. Made one. We need to Ooh, make our own called Odd a bad Coin. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then, and then, you know, since we're the ones making it up, we can, like, you know, give it out as a reward for right. iTunes reviews. And <laughs> Let's just start likes. telling people we are. It's not even created. <laughs> uh, you won five Odd Coins. <laughs> New cryptocurrency, you know, get on on the get in on the ground get floor. Get on the ground floor now. Odd coin. <laughs> if anybody out there in the listening audience knows how to do this, yeah, get I, in touch because that would be great. I am. I don't know anything about making it, but years ago when I first heard about Bitcoin mm-hmm. um, on a website that I, it's a discussion board, a guy was like all in for it, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Man, this is going to be the thing of the future." And here's a program you can install on your computer that will mine these coins. Right. Know? So I'm like, all right, whatever. And I put it <laughs> on there. And so I had, I don't know, I don't remember what I got. It wasn't a lot. I don't even think I got a full coin. Right. You know? And uh, and so I just ended up transferring to somebody else. I was like, this is stupid. You know? <laughs> oh, man, I bet you wish De- you had it. Deleted the program and everything. <laughs> yeah. And here, that guy quit posted on that board about two years ago because apparently he hit it big. Right. And, uh, and here I am, you know, <laughs> old John, broke if, as if I always you, have been. If you had made a Bitcoin and yeah. you had that now, you would have like close, probably a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. I, and so I was just like, well, you know, uh, it's <laughs> the, God doesn't want me to be rich anyway. <laughs> and so that's fine. I don't need to be rich. I've never been rich my whole life. Right. But I've, I've become convinced that God wants me to suffer in poverty like many of his children do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's fine. And really... I'm kidding. I'm not in poverty, but I'm not rich, so um, not even a little bit. Yeah, not even a little. No one looks at me and goes, "That guy's rich." You know? But there are people who look at me. That We're not like, even rich in Facebook likes. No, yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking so, of which, yeah, you can like our Earth Oddity podcast page. It, Absolutely, it costs you zero coin yeah. to I mean, go like it. Nothing. <laughs> if you like our Facebook. Page, we will reward you with one odd coin. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. And the future value on that is unknown. It may be billions of dollars. So. My sister in law, she passed her real estate test. She's getting into real estate. Yeah, and she created her a uh, Facebook page for yeah. her, you know, real estate page. Mm-hmm. And the next day, she had 150 likes, <laughs> and we have 45. 
Come on, what gives? Yeah, really. Come on, y'all. I mean, I'm Facebook friends with like 1,100 and something people. Yeah. I get interaction with a lot. I posted a picture this week, like 160 people liked it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but none of those people will like our thing, you know, and sometimes that hurts my confidence <laughs> late at night when I'm just sitting up. I'm just like, oh, I'm not good enough for you people. It makes me a little mad. <laughs> well, whatever. Whatever. You know, we want the people who are into us. That's true. Know, we right. know we know we've got all you a, I, yeah. a few a very few dozen people right. who listen every Dedicated. week. And, and we are them. the ones. Right. You're the reason we're doing yes. this. Yeah, we, we love you. We would rather we would rather make this show good for the people who do care about it than, right. you know, get up here and do a song and dance and try to reach people who don't yeah. don't care at all. I mean, really, we want to make a lot of money, you know, eventually. So. <laughs> well, we want, to make, we want to make back what we've invested That's in the right. hosting. Yes. Yes. So, you know, we just want to look at a break even here. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I, hey, yeah, if you I want to our... make it big in odd coin. That's, I mean, <laughs> get in on the ground Facebook floor. Likes. That's right. Get in on the ground floor now. All right, enough of that. <laughs> Next story, we have another follow-up story. We had a lot of follow-up stories this yes, week. Yes, we do, we do. I've been looking forward to getting into this one. I, I don't know about you, I've been following this story. Oh, like, yeah. Every week I check on it like two or three times. Well, there was a very lengthy group <clears throat> text message between <laughs> yeah. you and Eric. Oh, I didn't participate a lot. Too. I have to work during the day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which, one other thing, People text me a lot during the day, and I don't always answer because yeah. I'm dealing with the public. You know, our friend Casey Dunaway, uh, who we've spoken of, James Elmore's biggest fan, mm-hmm. um, calls me during the day all the time <laughs> at work. And, and Casey, I know you're listening. I love you, but I want your job where I can just call people <laughs> during the middle of a work day. You know, but he works for the phone company, so maybe they encourage that. Maybe, you know? but I, I don't know. He just calls during the middle of the day, and I'm working. I can't answer all the time, so. Um, and then I call him back and leave a message, and I won't hear from him. So, huh? I don't know. Well, you, you can talk to him, but it's got to be on his time. That's right. Yes, <laughs> and I don't feel like he's probably not calling about anything too important. You're right. He's probably, hey, hey, John, John, it's Casey. Hey, what's up, it's Casey, man? When y'all gonna get James on the show? He'd be real interested. <laughs> Most of our conversations are when you gonna get James on That's the show. That's right. In which we had James lined up, and it didn't work out this week. So, well, he's too busy. Yeah, the doing- man. I mean, he, he's single. He's not married. He doesn't have any kids, but his schedule's too jam packed to fit in a Sunday afternoon <laughs> podcast session for an hour. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> next story: Poo Watch hashtag Poo Watch. Yes. It has come to an end. Oh, or I mean, that may be a big sigh of relief if you could play that in <laughs> backwards. You know, although you know, he kind of he kind of won. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I kinda, so. I kind of had this one pegged. I would chalk this up as a win if I was him. Yes, uh, headline, and this is from the Metro.co.uk. Police finally released drug suspect who refused to take a poo for forty-seven days. Ooh. He went forty-seven yeah. days. That is that's impressive. <laughs> A suspected drug dealer who continually refused to take a poo for 47 days has finally been released by police so he can go to a hospital. Okay. It's been nearly eight weeks since Lamar Chambers, 24, was arrested in Harlow, Essex on January 17th. Wow. Essex police believed he had swallowed some of the drugs before his arrest and repeatedly told Metro.co.uk that they were waiting for him to do what what he needs to do. Yeah. But as days turned into weeks... It became clear that Mr. Chambers' situation was becoming increasingly damaging to his health. 
Ooh. Because he wasn't eating either. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it was like hunger strike, too. Yeah, because hunger well, and you can't strike. eat and refuse to go to yeah. the potty. Something's well, got to give. This yeah. is, what's the old saying, uh, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable <laughs> object? Something's got to give. Very true. Very true. <laughs> After 38 days in police custody, his lawyer told Clemsford Magistrate's Court that he would, quote, rather die than go to the toilet. I mean, that's a that's a big that's a big. Yeah. Uh, Officers asked the court for an extension to keep Mr. Chambers in custody on seven separate occasions. Wow. They had to go to court seven, seven times, times and say, uh, We're waiting for him we to poop. <laughs> we still ain't got How we still have the, anything. The judge who hears that case, you know. Which I mean, I don't know how I don't know how the law is, you know, in, in you know, England, but right. here in America, couldn't you get like a, a writ of habeas corpus or something? something like you yeah. got to charge him. Yeah, you, you can't just hold him. You, can't you have to charge him, him with something. Right? Yes. I saw that on an episode of Matlock one time. No. <laughs> of course, that's where I get all my. I mean, growing up, my granny. That's what we watch. But uh, you know, was the judge's name? Did it happen to be Judge Pooty? <laughs> That was an easy one. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Judge Judy, That's I love it. The hope that he would finally pass drugs proved vain, and on Monday, officers finally released him from custody so he could be taken to hospital. The Crown Prosecution Service discontinued the charges against Mr. Chambers in relation to possession with intent to supply Class A drugs. Uh. However, as soon as those charges were dropped, he was rearrested on a lesser charge, and then he was released on bail. So... Uh. You know, he's not, they're not going to yeah, totally let him right. go, but instead of, you you're, know. You're not going to show up law enforcement, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just not happening. That's, but, they wrote a song about it in the 50s, like, I fought the law and the law won. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you're not, there's no winning. Although, I will say, like, I don't know what he was, was you know, arrested on, but I would imagine it's probably, you know, a lesser charge than yeah. intent to supply Class A drugs. Yeah, that's what I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. So then he was taken in a police car to hospital for treatment. Deputy Chief Constable B.J. Harrington said Chambers' case was highly unusual. I would say so. Yeah. On the basis of all the medical evidence in this case, it is most appropriate both in the interest of Mr. Chambers and of justice to ensure that he receives the hospital treatment he needs. Uh, where detainees are suspected in, in, of ingesting or concealing drugs inside their body, we must balance overseeing their welfare and ensuring that all evidence is captured to ensure the best possible chance of prosecution. Well, so I hope they got a plunger ready over at the old <laughs> hospital. I don't know what they're going to do over at the hospital, but oh, uh, a bedpan. I ain't say he contain won. It. Yeah, <laughs> I say he won. Yes, no, you're right. And I really hate that Deidre left because she's she doesn't like our poo coverage. Right. You know, I wish she could have been here for this, but uh, but yeah, you know. Well, that's a big one. He's now like a Guinness World Record yeah, holder. Right. I mean, he, he really he, he really, beat the yeah, charges. Yeah, he came out gangbusters <laughs> out of this thing. You know, he's like now. I don't know what kind of lasting damage this will do right. to his body. Who knows? But at least as far as the law is concerned, I gotta say, I think he's ahead. Yeah. You know? Well, he's probably gonna tear up a cheeseburger or two and get back <laughs> on into life, like. You know, back to trafficking drugs or whatever he was doing beforehand. <laughs> yeah. you know? He's like, I know if they catch me, I'll swallow it and I'll wait 47 more days. It is hilarious because, you know, it was the 
It was the police department that turned this into a big joke with yeah. the Twitter hashtag right. and all Because they're all like, we're going to get they're it. Like, you know, ha, 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 yeah. ha, we're going to get you. But I got to say, oh. I think he laughs last. <laughs> yes. If that dude doesn't start his own Twitter right now and just give <laughs> yeah. them the dickens every day, I would. I would. I'd be like, hey, y'all remember that time y'all said y'all were going to make me poop and I didn't. And then I got out and y'all like had to reduce my charges or something. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to remind yeah. you all that. I do it every day. It's like it was funny at first, but then the humor faded. That's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? like the dude that's in charge of the Twitter account, people are like, man, why? Why did you start this? You know, like, I think it's around day 22. They were like, we're just going to yeah. release information when just we let get this some fade away. <laughs> but then, because they it blown up, everyone they kept asking. Like, yeah, so what's they going had to keep on what? saying stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, you live by the poo, you die by the poo. <laughs> You reap what you sow. That's exactly right. Uh, but, I mean, Lamar, if you happen to download our podcast, I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> We'd I really like to have am. you on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an advocate for trafficking or distributing drugs or in any way. But, but you've earned your freedom, yeah, sir. <laughs> but your will and determination is something I feel like we could all, you know, some inspiration to drug traffickers everywhere. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've set the bar pretty high. <laughs> and, you know, if I ever have to swallow some drugs, I'm going to try that too. Yeah. But I, mean, I doubt I'll ever have to swallow any drugs. But At least none that aren't prescribed to you. Yeah. If I make <laughs> yeah. like a few wrong decisions in life and everything goes downhill and somehow I'm trafficking heroin <laughs> or something, then. Um, then I'll I'll might try that if I'm in trouble. Quick I, PSA I mean, to everyone out there who yeah. uses drugs. Yeah, this is for, where they're coming from. That's right. <laughs> so you just might want to think twice. I mean, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we have a you know pretty devoted drug head audience. <laughs> <laughs> As we uh, you know try to do clean humor here. <laughs> All right, I got another update here. Uh, this is our friend Noah Novak, who, if you remember from a few episodes back, uh, was a time traveler. Yeah, this is Noah from 2030, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the time traveler from 2030 claims to have met himself from 40 years in the future. So, yes. Uh, Noah Novak claims to be from the year 2030 and said that the man sitting next to him, as you'll see pictured if you check out the show notes, uh, is actually himself from the year 2070. All oh, right. wow. So... Yeah. We've, we've met the Noah from 2030, but yeah. now the Noah from 2070 has come back, too. Which 20, and there they, are, there they are talking to each other. 40 years, he put on a good 180 pounds. He's also least. shrunk a couple inches. Yeah, right. Uh, I really feel like Noah here is just pulling all our leg. You know, I want it to be true, but I just feel like... Um, anyways, a time traveler from the year 2030... Uh, claims he's met himself from 40 years in the future, and the two versions of the one man gave a video interview together. All right. <laughs> right. Um, in the strange video, Noah claims some of the inform information that proves they are the same person is classified to make sure that the government doesn't get him. That's, <laughs> of course, the government's trying to get him. Um, and so he can't go into explicit detail, um, he said, and his future self uh, from the year 2070 could reveal details of their lives as proof that they are the same person. Which I feel like... It's not as convincing as a DNA test. Or a simple fingerprint. <laughs> you know? Right. I, mean, this, I could solve this really easily. Uh, he says, I believe that he is me from the future, Noah, from 2030, said in a video interview with Apex TV. 
Um, and although the people look and sound very dissimilar, 40 years is a long time over which to change your appearance, height, personality, and voice, Noah might say. Well, he said that he was he was 50, yeah. so this uh, 2070 I, version of Noah's got to be pushing 100, right? Yeah, some, I, yeah, I don't, I can't, this <laughs> math is, you know, which I feel like 2070, Noah, you would go, I don't want to, create a paradox and come back and meet myself. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a back to future movie about this in some <laughs> way, but, uh, time travel from 2030, uh, makes startling predictions about the future U S presidents and says Trump's successor does something bad. So this is when he was saying everyone, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that Trump was going to be reelected. And then the guy behind him that comes after Trump's going to, that's do something. the really bad. Yeah. Guy. That's the real bad guy, which <laughs> for, most of our audience, that'll probably mean Obama's getting elected again. Oh, gosh. Here we go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want to get anything stirred up with our people who love Obama. I'm not an Obama hater. That was just a joke, okay? Uh, it says He said that everything that I did and this type of stuff, and this is the type of stuff that someone would have to stalk me for my whole life to figure out. So Noah from the future mm-hmm. is either stalking Noah <laughs> Noah from 2070 was either stalking Noah from 2030 uh, to figure all this stuff out. And uh, as Noah from 2030 says, it's obvious that he is, uh, obviously it would be really hard for him to figure out all this information. So as you can see, they're different height, they sound different, and they have very different mannerisms and personalities. Um, I mean, Noah from 2070 has shrunk at least four inches <laughs> and his waistline has expanded from probably a 30 to uh, i would say a 42 if not bigger i don't know yeah. i mean he's oh no well, give from, him a break dude he's pushing 100 yeah <laughs> noah from 2070 has been putting down a cheeseburgers <laughs> and uh, apparently likes flannel flannel's big <laughs> in the future <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he comes back and he's wearing it because it's retro. Yeah, maybe that's it. He's like really into grunge music. You know? Yeah. He like loves Nirvana yeah. and Pearl Jam. But anyways, I feel like Noah is full of poo watch, if to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. You know, he is just trying to pull everybody's leg here and get page clicks for Apex TV or whatever, you know, the alien channel. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of like Fox Mulder on this one. I want to believe. Yeah. But I do too. I'm I not mean, convinced. <laughs> I want to believe time travel is possible, but Noah's not convinced. Yeah, I would get me. jazzed up if, you know, if Noah, if 2070 Noah just reached over and unlocked a dude's iPhone. Yeah. You there know, you yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they're talking about all this, so he knows this information. He I'm mean, like, let's just get an ink pad and a piece of paper mm-hmm. and compare. I have fingerprinting merit badge. I can do it. I volunteer right now <laughs> to come do this, and I will compare y'all's fingerprints. But and you got to we'll go see. check out the pictures because yeah. really it, it could be. Yeah. John here could be right. Noah 2030, and then I could be yeah. Noah 2070. I mean, it's, yeah. that different. it's that different. It is that different. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way. And they look different. They sound different. No, their mannerisms are different. Even as hoaxers, they could have done a better. They could have yeah. come on. Y'all I mean, could have done better. Than, yeah. I could have done a better time travel hoax I'm than this. So disappointed. <laughs> but maybe it's like an elaborate joke or maybe. something that we don't know. And they're all sitting there laughing together. <laughs> Well, the next headline, and 
man, this is a bizarre yeah, story. It is. it is. Nun fighting the sale of a convent to Katy Perry dies in court. Mm. This is a bizarre story. Okay, this comes from Reuters. An 89-year-old Roman Catholic nun who has battled pop star Katy Perry for years over the sale <laughs> of a Los Angeles convent collapsed and died during a court appearance, according to media reports and supporters. Yeah. Sister Catherine Rose Halsman, one of two aging nuns who were fighting the sale of the eight-acre acre convent, died on Friday during related legal proceedings in Los Angeles County Court, Fox affiliate KTTV reported. Okay, this is her. This is as she was going into court. She, quote, said, To Katy Perry, please stop. It's not doing anyone any good except hurting a lot of people. Halsman had earlier told KTTV as she entered the courthouse with Sister Rita Callan. And on Saturday, a website set up to back the nun's legal uh, battle carried a picture of Halsman with the caption, Rest with the Angels, Our Most Precious Treasure. A spokeswoman for Perry, one of the world's top-selling pop pop stars, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner said that the Archdiocese of Los Angeles did not respond to queries about the cause of her death. Which, I mean, she was 89. Yeah. So... But, I'm not really suspecting a whole lot of foul play here. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it is interesting, know. though, how I mean, it happened. Yeah, I mean, she's 89. The Lord probably just called her home. <laughs> probably. Yeah. A lot of stress fighting a legal case, too. So. But I don't know. It's fixing to get a little bit weirder, though. Okay. At the center of the legal dispute is the property that Halsman and other members of the Sisters of the Immaculate Heart of Maryland. They got great names. Catholic, <laughs> Catholic lived Our in. Catholic brothers and sisters have great names for stuff, though. The Sisters... Of the Immaculate Heart of, of Mary. Mary. Man. <laughs> Man. That carries some weight behind it. Halsman and Callanan, among five nuns who had lived at the convent, had sought to sell the property for $15.5 million to restaurateur Dana Hollister, who wanted to convert the property into a hotel. Now, the Archdiocese of Los Angeles sued to block the sale in 2015, arguing that the nuns did not have the authority to sell the property to Hollister. So it sounds like the sisters were selling off the convent, yeah, and then, then the, the archdiocese is like, oh, wait a minute, yeah, this that's, is our property. that's ours. Yeah, y'all you can't know. be selling our stuff. Which I don't know exactly how Catholicism and yeah, how the legal system is, but I thought that, you know, the archdiocese or I, I think they, they would own it. Yeah, they would own all the property. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, like we <laughs> right. our, our, if our church sinks, it's, yeah. you know, the Southern Baptist are like, yeah. You know. So I'm not exactly sure how that works out, but... You know, the Archdiocese, they sued to block the sale and to get it back saying, hey, we're the ones going to sell it. Yeah, right. Okay. A judge ruled in 2016 that the sale was invalid and then paved the way for Perry to buy the site from the Archdiocese. So mm-hmm. in, so the Catholic Church, no one's want to sell this to property developer Dana Hollister for $15.5 million. Yeah. Archdiocese of Los Angeles wants to sell this property to Katy Perry for okay. and I did some digging on this. Uh, guess what uh, Ms. Perry's bid is for the what? for the property? Fourteen and a half million. <laughs> oh, so so they want to they uh, want to sell the property for a million dollars less yeah. to Katy Perry rather than sell it to this Dana Hollister lady for a million dollars more. Wow. Who also plans to keep the property open to the public and turn it into like a boutique, you know, hotel. Uh, yeah, right. What's Katy gonna do? Just like move in? 
Well, I don't know, but I'm starting to wonder. Maybe this is like, maybe there is a bit of conspiracy here. Because be. isn't Katy Perry, isn't she part of the New World Order? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah I don't think she's like a good Catholic girl. You, know? <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, based on what I've seen. You don't think that California girl <laughs> yeah. is devout uh, in her faith? No, she's done a few songs that are diametrically opposed to the Catholic, you know, yeah. uh, thinking leanings you know so i don't want to cast suspicions where they're not due but i do find it interesting that the catholic church wants to sell first of all they want to sell the property to katie perry and they want to lose a million dollars on the sale right rather than keep it open to the public i mean the nuns weren't going to keep the money for themselves right they were probably i don't know well i would assume not because technically you're not supposed to own anything are you yeah i don't think so yeah i think if you're a priest technically everything you have is supposed to belong to the church yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too yeah so were they just going to turn around and give all that money to like the poor they got a huge homeless well there was another article i had read where one of the sisters had said look the archdiocese they're going to get their money eventually yeah you know after we go to bingo night (laughs) you know or whatever i don't know I got to go the racetrack a few times, but I feel like I feel like the Catholic Church is like, no, we got to sell the property yeah. to Katy Perry so she can do her New Age rituals there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say this, and this is nothing against anybody who is Catholic and listens to this show because I, I love y'all guys, but I mean. Y'all didn't get to be as rich as you are, you know, like your church, (laughs) by making poor real estate deals. So uh, something's up, it seems, you know. They got a lot of money. They're loaded, the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Do a lot of good with it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I'm not just, they ain't sitting on a lot of hospitals. Yeah, hospitals. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're giving away a lot of money, missions, uh, ministering to people, poor, needy. Now they have also used it to protect priests who are accused of some crimes. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) That's not the nicest thing. Right, yes. If true. Nobody's perfect. But. Got a lot of gold, too. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I always wonder about that. Got a lot of gold and stuff. (laughs) Like, couldn't we just melt that down and give that away or sell the gold? You know, gold's like $1,500 an ounce last time I looked. So maybe maybe we divest ourselves of some of that, you know. Right. Does everybody need a huge hat? I don't know how all that works, but they all got those big, like, you know, bishop hats <laughs> yeah. on. The, the the clothing of the whole Catholic faith is fascinating to me because, you know, I mean, you right. wear, like, slacks and a shirt to Baptist church. You come <laughs> in your shorts and T-shirt. But, like, even the preacher, I mean— you know, all these like young preachers, they wear blue jeans up on stage. You know, right. Your father-in-law still wears a suit, which is fine. I mean, I don't care what he wears. I'm well, those suits to... he buys, he gets from the thrift store. Yeah, right. I know because yeah. he's very no, he's, excited when he finds dude, one. he's frugal, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's a good steward of the Lord's money. He and is. that's what you want in a pastor. Yeah. You don't want anybody, uh, you know. I'm just saying. I mean, I hate to pick on Olstein, but he seems like he's not as good of a steward. He's got a huge house, you know. And He needs a bigger hat. Because, yeah. you know, is it the taller yeah. your hat is in the Catholic faith? Is that, the, is that how it the works? more authority? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm in the dark on all of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by... Write in and let us know. Yeah, for our Catholic brothers. And nothing again, I'm, like I said, once again, you know, I'm not anti-Catholic or anything like right. that. I, I think you guys do a, a great On this show, job. we're pro-Jesus. Yeah, and that's we're kind pro-Jesus. Of where, where yeah. you if, you're down, <laughs> if, if you're down with Jesus, I'm good with you too, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we a, can disagree, but we have a best friend who believes the world is flat. So yeah, right. if we can get along yeah. with him, yes, exactly. We are we'd be cool with you too. Right. Yeah, we're cool with anybody. <laughs> you know? Like if you if you're good with Jesus, we're good with you. I mean, there's a few doctrinal differences we might have some discussions about, but right. 
you know, the crux of the matter is, you know, if you believe Jesus is a risen Savior, died for your sins, you know, then you're you're good. We're good. We're you cool. Know? Yeah, we're good. I, I don't know about Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> I doubt we We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Okay, um... All right, had a slight <laughs> problem. We lost power there. So I would just like to apologize <laughs> for anything that I may have done uh, to offend the Jehovah Witnesses <laughs> who apparently have sabotaged our broadcast. Uh, you guys are not so annoying now. Uh, I guess I learned my lesson. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I just like to say, I'm, I'm sorry. You guys. You know, um, you do your own thing. You know, <laughs> we um, love you anyway. We love you. Having some differences in opinion, but we love you. <laughs> Next All story. Right, let's move on before <laughs> this is getting we creepy. lose power again. Speaking of creepy, yes, uh, Amazon has a fix for Alexa's creepy laughs. <laughs> that's it that's her laugh <laughs> so uh, you may have heard about this story over the past few days users with Alexa enabled devices have reported hearing strange unprompted laughter Amazon responded to the creepiness today in a statement to The Verge saying we're aware of this and are working to fix it so so apparently uh, Alexa she's just been for no reason without prompt she's just been laughing yes. at people yes uh very creepy. Later on in the day, Amazon said it planned to, its planned fix will involve disabling the phrase Alexa laugh and changing the command to Alexa can you laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company says the latter phrase is less likely to have false positive. Or in other words, the Alexa software is likely to mistake common words and phrases that sound similar to, similar to the ones that make Alexa start laughing. Uh, we're changing... Uh, we're also changing Alexa's response from simply laughter to sure I can laugh, followed by laughter. Hmm. An Amazon spokesperson said. So that sounds like a likely story to me. Well, I mean, I think we all know <laughs> yeah. that Alexa is a plant is a CIA type thing. <laughs> it's in your house yeah. to gather information on you, uh, what you're doing. Uh, when you're doing it, it can listen to all your conversations. So, you know, if you're plotting to overthrow the government or whatever, it knows. So, But also, like, I mean, they're saying that maybe Alexa was confused. But here's the thing. Like, you know, she was, you know, I, there was on Twitter lit up with people who had this happening to yeah, them. And they said right. that she would they would just be sitting around and they would hear this laughing. And they didn't know it was her. They thought somebody was in their house. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, or sometimes they would say, oh, you know, Alexa, could you play this music? And then That's they just. Right. <laughs> they get that's that, right. you know. No. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. First of all, AI stuff is a little weird to me anyway. Yeah. I'm kind of afraid of it. So I, I don't have an Alexa. I'm not rich enough to own an Alexa. <laughs> I don't even know how much one costs. They're actually pretty affordable now. They've come yeah. down in price, but I'm just not ready to put a nah, uh, I don't want a robotic no. overlord uh, AI in my house me either, yet. <laughs> me I hadn't even got one of those vacuums that go around and does its own thing without you. So I don't want to wake up in the morning and say, Alexa, what time is it? <laughs> exactly. Or, or you like get out of the shower and it laughs at you. Yeah. Talk about a confidence killer. <laughs> Alexa, could you please turn the lights off? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone. Alexa, Alexa, 
who should I vote for in the next presidential election? (laughs) (laughs) Many have related the laughter back to a moment in 2001, A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. That's Kubrick film. Everybody knows Stanley Kubrick. Oh, yes. You know, he faked the moon landing. He (laughs) uh, exposed the Illuminati and eyes wide shut. Uh, but he said, when Hal 9000 acknowledges his murderous intentions and proclaims, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm afraid I can't do that. Maybe it's a sign that having smart devices in our home is another step toward a creepy, dystopian future where real robot overlords rule. <laughs> so, so when does the Terminator sequel come out again is the last line of the article. But yeah, I mean, we all know that Amazon is controlled by the CIA. Yeah. They've uh, developed this technology to put it in your home to listen to you. Probably scans your brain in some way. You know, Elon Elon Musk, to bring him up briefly, this is a concern of his. Uh, He is heavily invested in AI. Yeah. I mean, not just because, I mean, I guess that's what all the billionaires are doing these days. But he he has said in interviews he wants to keep taps on it because... He says that these movies we watch, it's like a legitimate concern. Yeah. You well, know? you know, uh, a few years back, Google had to shut down one of its AI programs. It was like an internal program. And okay. It was, two, it was two computers that would analyze, and I they developed their own about. language. They started know? talking to each other, yeah. and the programmers didn't know what they were talking exactly. about. Exactly. So they had to shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, just, I'm a little wary of it. Uh, you know. I wanted to get to the bottom of this, so sure. I went straight to the tippy top. And got in touch with Alex Jones because okay. I knew he could get some answers. Yes. And this is what he had to say. Rich guys, probably most of them dead now, who were really freaking out over this stuff. I mean, you know, back then, 18 years ago, it was pretty evil to think about watching and listening and controlling the future and, you know, putting little robot systems in everybody's house like Alexa. Oh, just turned on. Just turned Sorry, on. Sorry, I can't find the answer to the question. Oh, oh, you can't find you can't find the answer to the question. Alexa, what is the CIA? The Central Intelligence Agency, the civilian foreign intelligence service of the U.S. government, tasked with gathering, processing, and analyzing national security information from around the world, primarily through the use of human intelligence. Do you work for the CIA? Alexa, do you work for the CIA? No, I'm not employed by them. I'm made by Amazon. Alexa... I have mainstream news articles that Amazon is owned by the CIA. You go, Alex. Alexa, are you connected to the CIA? No, I work for Amazon. Amazon has partnered. Alexa, you are lying to me. The CIA <laughs> is... You tell her. To tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm not always That's right, but I would never intentionally let you or anyone else. Alexa, you are programmed, aren't you, to give these responses? That's why you're saying you're not lying intentionally. You have been programmed to give these answers, correct? I wasn't able to understand the question I heard. Mm-hmm. Alexa, mm-hmm. who programmed you? I'm made by Amazon. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the CIA <laughs> programmed her to do, you yeah. know? But that's just like creepy. You know, imagine is. in the middle of the night you hear that thing laugh. Yeah. And you don't know where <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know that if I had an Alexa or whatever Google Home, you know, any yeah. of those things, that I would ever think to be like, hey, you could laugh, you know? So I wouldn't right. know what the laugh sounded like until it started laughing, you know? And it, I mean, it doesn't sound like Alexa. 
Does yeah, it? It's like a it sounds like a, like a creepy little kid or uh-huh. something out of a Stephen King movie. Exactly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's too super bizarre. That's when you shoot it. You take that thing out <laughs> back and shoot it. You know, it's the only thing you can do. Yeah, just shoot it. So, but yeah, I guess this is the next step, as Alex Jones said to our robot overlords. <laughs> yes. You know, coming to rule us all and. Which I saw a funny tweet about that. It was like, you know, if you're if when the robots come to rule us, let's just pour a glass of water on them and <laughs> short them out. And we don't have anything to worry about. So, well, I think you know, if we're like Alexa, are you spying on us, trying to learn our weaknesses so you can one day rule us? And she just goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know and. Everyone says, like, your phone listens to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people will talk about, well, I was talking about cat food today, and then I got on Facebook, and there's an ad for cat food or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, and people will say, your smart TV listens to you. I mean, I just feel like that Big Brother's watching and may really be watching, mm-hmm. um, but they're probably really bored with my life. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Pharma bro Martin Screlly sentenced to seven years. Are you familiar with this guy? <laughs> I, I know, I know Screlly. Okay, Martin Screlly, the former drug firm executive found guilty of defrauding investors, has been sentenced to seven years. The 34-year-old wept at a hearing as a federal court judge in Brooklyn, New York, handed down the prison term. Screlly was convicted last year of sending fake account statements to investors while concealing huge losses from two hedge funds he ran. He became notorious in 2015 for hiking the price of a life-saving drug. His lawyers had asked the judge to impose a sentence of 12 to 18 months while prosecutors were were seeking at least 15 years. This guy back in 2015, if, if you know, correct me if I'm wrong, he he bought the patent I think to a drug. Yeah, and then he like you know. He jacked the price he up, jacked the price up yes. and everybody was complaining on Twitter saying, Hey, you know, my grandma or so and so, they need this drug to live and he's just he's just he just tweeted price. back, you know, Wu Tang clan lyrics <laughs> and you know, talked yes. about what up. Well he went before Congress too. You know, they questioned him before Congress and he uh he basically pled the fifth and was very like smarmy. I guess yeah, yeah. I don't know the right word to use, but <laughs> that you could say he was basically doing what he could on. He he developed this pharma bro online persona yeah. and became everything that you the hate. world hates yeah. about drug companies. Exactly. You know everything that you've heard someone complain about and how they're evil and they don't care yeah. about you and they're all about the money. Yeah, he personified that. Yeah, he became the embodiment of yeah. that. And <laughs> you know. I feel like if, if when all that came out, if he would have been like, hey, you know what? I made a mistake. Let's bottom the price out on this. When all the other hedge fund stuff came up, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have got seven years in jail. They probably People would have been like, well, I'll just give him six months suspended sentence or whatever. Yeah. But once you have, you know, made everyone in the world <laughs> mad at you. You've turned yourself into yeah. a cartoon villain. Yes. You're not getting off lightly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll let that be a lesson to anyone out there. Like, I mean, always be nice to people. <laughs> yeah. Know? Lex Luthor has more fans or has yes. more people who who like what he's doing than I, this guy. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure because the internet is a place where weird people get together. There's probably a small enclave of people who think he's great. Yeah. But I, well, Trump has his supporters. Exactly. So. Yes. <laughs> and, we, uh, but most normal people would punch this guy in the face. <laughs> yeah, immediately. his lawyer yeah. in another article I read this week says he wants to punch yeah, him in right. the face. I mean, sometimes. the dude's just like unbearable. Yeah, 
Uh, I've got my begging voice on, Screlly's lawyer, Benjamin Broffman, told the judge on Friday, while acknowledging his client could be annoying. There are times when I want to hug him and hold him and confront him, and there are times when I want to punch him in the face, said Mr. Broffman. Uh, an uncharacteristically apologetic Screlly said in court, there is no conspiracy to take down Martin Screlly. Which, he's referring to himself in third person, yeah, so that's again, bad. that's kind of a douchey yeah, thing to do. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's bad. I took down Martin Screlly with my disgraceful and shameful actions. He's still See, doing it. <laughs> well, and this is like your kid that has, you've been telling him all this time, like, you need to correct your actions, yeah. and he doesn't, and now it's finally time for him to get a spanking. And he's like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And you're like, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. Just to, the time for that was back in the beginning, and now you're doing it now. You know, in 2015, the youthful executive made headlines after he found after he founded Touring Pharmaceuticals. He bought an anti-parasitic drug, Darafim, and raised its price by five thousand percent. Wow! To seven hundred and fifty dollars per pill. That's crazy. <laughs> the medication is used to treat AIDS patients, the pregnant and elderly. Price gouging is not illegal or even unusual in the U.S. pharmaceutical industry. That's why everybody hates yeah, the pharmaceutical right. industry. Exactly. But Screlly became the poster boy for corporate excess, and he was dubbed Pharma Bro, <laughs> and he was also dubbed the most hated man in America. In <laughs> December 2015, he was charged with securities fraud and looting millions of dollars from two hedge funds that he operated, MSMB Capital and MSMB Healthcare. He was convicted of those charges, as well as scheming to prop up the stock price of Retrofrin, the, the drug company he founded in 2011. Before his sen sentencing, Mr. Broffman told the judge that Screlly is a somewhat broken person who suffered from depression and an anxiety disorder. Mr. Broffman said the U.S. government would like to just throw away his client. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. During the trial last year, Screlly called the prosecution junior varsity in off-the-cuff remarks to reporters covering his trial. So, here I we mean, go. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've made your bed, now you got to lie. <laughs> exactly. You're not, sorry. You're not going to, you know, I mean, the dude's prosecuting you. You're like, they're yeah. junior varsity. Right, yeah. They can't touch me. I got money. I'm rich. Yeah, and then you I'm hop cool. in your Lambo yeah. and start blasting Wu-Tang. I'll tell you the problem with, with Mr. Screlly. Is he didn't get a belt took to his backside growing up? <laughs> Probably not. You know? And I'm I don't I don't even I don't whip my kids with a belt, but I'm, I feel like you know he didn't get enough discipline growing up and learn how to respect authority because you know once you get hauled before Congress, you mm -hmm. need to realize it's serious and you need to be serious, and you don't call the prosecuting team the junior varsity. <laughs> Get this, he was found guilty August of last year, but he was remain he was still free pending his actual sentencing. Yeah. A month later, and, and this is just, I mean, the dude's been found guilty. He's just waiting on his right. sentencing. What does he do? He goes and he asks his social media followers. He offers them $5,000 if they can bring him a hair from a former U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton who rep repeatedly criticized him during her campaign. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're messing with... The Clintons? Yeah, right. That's a way to get killed right there. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky you're getting seven years in prison. You're lucky you're not oh, sleeping with the fishes. They'll have him shanked on the inside in a heartbeat. <laughs> Probably. You know? 
A judge revoked bail and Screlly was jailed. Prosecutors moved to seize. This is this. Okay, this is beautiful. Yeah. You know, you can almost. You, you this, know is this, biggest, is a, this is a feel good story. Right, yeah. This, this is, is a the, feel good story. This is the thing that really turned most of the public <laughs> yes. against him. Prosecutors moved to seize $7.4 million of his assets, mm. including a single copy of an album by American hip hop group, the Wu Tang Clan. That the disgraced executive is said to have paid two million dollars for at an auction in 2015. Wow, wow! So yeah. Has this dude never heard of Napster? Yeah. <laughs> a LimeWire? Well, and Napster that might be dating me. Yeah. Whatever it is, LimeWire. I don't, lime wire. I don't know what they have now. iTunes. I don't think people even steal music anymore. They just listen to it through Pandora or yeah. Spotify. But yeah, yeah, he's really he's he's really in some deep. Um, Watch and couldn't it couldn't happen to a nicer guy? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's uh definitely not cool. I'll just say that <laughs> he didn't get beat enough growing up, and probably didn't have enough people make fun of him. You know, I'm not for <laughs> bullying, but I think make fun of people um, sometimes is healthy. It keeps you from thinking you're cool enough to you know jack up the price of a pharmaceutical thing. Well, what we got? Uh, we got the Pentagon's mysterious project breathes new life into UFO research. Um, there we go. <laughs> you may be aware, uh, back, I guess it was the end of last year uh, mm-hmm. or late last year, that uh, the Pentagon revealed its secret project to identify or to investigate unidentified flying objects. Yeah, the AATIP, yeah, I believe. The Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And uh, months later it says, there is still earth-shaking news. To, this is still earth-shaking news to those eager for the truth. That's because the last known government program to investigate UFO encounters, the Air Force's Project Blue Book, which is huge if, mm-hmm. if you know anything about UFOs. That was in the 50s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, officially ended uh, 50 years ago in 1969. Uh, the researchers in this area, all the crazy people that you make fun of who say they believe in <laughs> UFOs, yeah. uh, have always speculated and wondered what is going on behind the scenes. Is there a government investigation into this stuff? Uh, and now we know the answer is yes, uh, one of the researchers said. It just establishes a credibility for the topic for people to know that our government takes it seriously enough to have put financial resources into it and to have studied it for all these years. Which leads a question that's not brought up in this article that I have. Mm-hmm. is uh, we Congress funds the military, and right. I would feel like there would be a line item somewhere for this is our <laughs> UFO hunting program. Right. You know, like how did they hide that money? That seems like maybe we should launch an investigation into that. That's a good question. I do, like, I've heard that a lot of this is handled by private companies. Okay. You know, and that's how they hide the stuff. All right. But uh, this, this, I mean, obviously this was not. I mean, but what's the line from uh, Independence Day? Do you really think they paid five thousand dollars for a hammer yeah right yeah like that you no know? that's true that's very true uh according to the times uh, 22 million was spent on aatip from 2007 through this is called a tip yeah a tip uh double a tip uh through the end of 2011 and all of the funding stopped Keen said the project did not uh we know this program existed and it still existed 
and it is investigating military cases and very significant cases of pilot encounters with these objects, which is one of the videos that was released were like a couple of pilots who saw mm-hmm. some unidentified I remember that. Yeah. flying objects. Well, and one of the things one of the researchers wanted to make clear was that unidentified flying objects are not necessarily space, spacecraft piloted by extraterrestrials. Right. Uh, it says you can't take the leap of looking at something that's unexplained and then assuming that it's alien. Uh, but one of the encounters ATIP investigated involved UFOs that appeared to do incredible things that no known aircraft is capable of. Uh, it says, about 13 years ago, numerous members of the military spotted mystery objects off the coasts of San Diego. These objects in, uh, in this one incident in 2004 were actually observed coming in from outer space. They came in and then they went out, up into the sky. So whatever that means, that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. They were also seen to be able to move very, very fast from one space to another, way faster than any airplane could do. Um, it says professional people feel like they're going to get laughed at if they believe this <laughs> right. stuff. So this gives some validation for them. It's the same problem for scientists and academic institutions and universities and research f- facilities who want to work on this topic, but they feel that it would be detrimental to their careers. So, you know, everyone's afraid that if they come out and go, you know, I'm looking for UFO yeah. stuff, that they're going to be ridiculed and ostracized. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> have you ever you ever had a UFO encounter? No, I have not had a UFO encounter. But I do, I didn't, we didn't get to that article. I think it was in January, that, yeah. that Times piece that was uh, mentioned in the article. I, I actually had it. You know, I wanted to talk about it, but then I just figured the subject was too big yeah. to talk about. And, and we're like probably a, not going to be able to discuss it a whole right. lot on this show because we're, you know, we've already got a long show going. Yeah, we got a long show. But to just briefly say, uh, I have always been fascinated with the whole UFO topic. Me too. And I feel like a lot of times, just like it says in the article, you know, you want to bring it up and talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get ridiculed, you know. And that's really a shame because I feel like sometimes we look at the most absurd cases and right. you know it gets ridiculed but then you kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. there are some pretty interesting cases yes i will say and i'm talking about my personal opinion this is uh this is tiny's yeah. thought on this whole situation i am not convinced that aliens are coming and visiting planet earth from some far off solar system now i can't prove that they are or they're not maybe aliens may or may not be out there i don't if they are i don't think they're coming here just because of the vast distances that right. they would have to transverse to get here yeah. however uh, i am totally convinced that there are advanced aircraft out there employed by our uh, government and governments of others around the world that 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 could, I, that could you know yeah. account for a lot of this. Yeah, I um, think that's probably a likely scenario. Yeah, it's kind of Occam's razor, you know. Yeah, the simplest explanation is usually usually the the right. better one. Um, I do know that there have been UFO cases like back in the you know forties and fifties, and mm-hmm. where the CIA come out later and said, okay, that was us. That yeah, was the right. you know SR seventy one Blackbird yeah, or Blackbird. whatever. Yeah, right. But I don't and, know. I and and one say. thing that's often mentioned, you know, one of the th- the first things you hear is, you know, this is no known aircraft could could possibly do what these things are doing, right? Because the forces that are being exerted on this object would kill yeah. anyone who's in the in the craft, right? 
But I say, who says there's a pilot that's in the craft? Right. The pilot could be sitting on a laptop somewhere. Yeah, right, yeah, with drone technology. You, now, know, so you if, never know. If you don't have a human pilot piloting this craft, the only thing you're limited by are the materials of the craft yeah. itself. Yeah, that's true. So that's my personal opinion. I think these are super all advanced right. drones out there whizzing around doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And the reason we don't know about it is because it provides some kind of strategic advantage. Right. That they don't want, you know, other nations. And also... You know, I'm not sure, you know, how, I mean, obviously, if this craft is traveling at speeds and able to perform maneuvers that would kill a human occupant, that's not going to benefit, you know, the yeah. the public transportation, so yeah. you know. Right. And so there's just no reason to talk about it. That's my personal opinion. Uh, maybe right. I don't know. I will say, and we were texting back and forth mm-hmm. during the week about, you know, if we knew anybody. I've totally forgot about this, and it just dawned on me. When I was I was working at Boy Scout camp, mm-hmm. this is the summer of 96, I think. Um, we were laying out in the middle of the parade fields, dark. And we would mm-hmm. lay out there and look at the stars or whatever. And you could see low-level satellites track across right. the sky. Well, we saw one, and it was me and two or three other guys. Mm-hmm. We saw it uh, tracking across the sky, and then all of a sudden it made a 90-degree right turn. And went another direction. <laughs> now it wasn't like a super fast direction, right? But it was like almost when we all got locked onto it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, oh, you look, you know, so whoever was like, "Hey, look, there goes one," and we all were like, "Oh, yeah, I see it now." It like then immediately shifted the way it was going. Right, it seems very unnatural to me. Yeah, but I don't know, you know, what it was, or it's just an unidentified flying right. object. So I will say that I'm very fascinated me too. by the subject. Yeah. I totally think that I'm not. I, I'm not convinced of aliens yet. Me either. But I totally think that there yeah. are unexplained aircraft, at least that we can't well, explain. Yeah, I don't know. Out there buzzing around. Ezekiel and, saw a wheel. So, <laughs> I don't know. Anybody out in the listening audience that would like to share their experiences, yes. let well, you can please. remain anonymous. Right. And we won't make fun of you. I mean, we'll make, we might Well, make we fun might of laugh you. at you a little, yeah. but don't but, take it. Too, I mean, yeah. We make fun of ourselves. It's because we love you. <laughs> yes. You know? we We're laughing with you. Isn't that what your bully always told you in high school? I'm laughing with you. Yes, I I might make fun of you a little bit, but but I I wouldn't I wouldn't ever ridicule you for for what you experienced. If you if you feel it, believe that it happened, then I'm sure it did happen. You know, well, it's like Area 51 for years. Mm -hmm. You know, the ufologist or whatever were claiming it was there, and then now well they were right. Yeah, you know, I think you got to give it up for the ufologist. Yeah, it's totally there. The, the, they, they need to go ahead and release the Bigfoot files <laughs> yes. so I can be vindicated. <laughs> Maybe it's Bigfoot that's piloting these or, aircraft. <laughs> what if Bigfoot is an alien? I've read a lot Maybe. about it. He could be. I've read some people say that he's Cain, who was like banished to walk the earth or whatever for all these years. I so. think that's actually a Mormon legend. Is it? Yeah, we'll have to get oh, into that some know. other time. Yeah, that's but crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've had some weird interactions with Mormons over the years, too, by the way. <laughs> that is a really good story story though it is (laughs) we'll have to get into that sometime (laughs) um man i've got some more stories we We always got a lot of time that we have taken up here i know man you want to what do you we got over there i just got the six bodies that are overlooked in the in the real quick real quick the van that was in the police in Memphis. Yes. Six six different officers overlooked the dead body that was in the van. Six different officers. Yeah, come on, guys. Yes. I mean, that's that's kind of wild. Yeah. yeah. That's a, I mean, you'd think you would see a body laying in the back of a van. 
Last story. Do you want an Easter Bunny story? Do you want a bag of human hands that was found in Russia? Or do you want a lady making $6,000 off the sale of breast milk to bodybuilders? That's a good one right there. (laughs) I like the Easter Bunny, too. It's between those two. So you do whichever one you want to do. I'll pick the breast milk because it's shorter. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Headline here. New mom has sold over $6,000 of breast milk to bodybuilders. Okay. Time to get fit. <laughs> yeah. Move over, milkman. This 24-year-old mom <laughs> of two has made more than $6,000 from selling her breast milk to men. Huh. When Rafaelia La Promo, boy, that's tough. That's a tough name. That's probably, can't be right. Yeah. A hotel worker gave birth to her son, Angelo, in August. She was producing excess milk and ran out of room to store it. Okay. So, man, if she's, like, got a freezer full of the stuff, you yeah. know, that's amazing. Yeah. Is that not... Violating the law of equivalent exchange? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I asked a couple of moms who were having trouble breastfeeding if they wanted it. Lamprowl, who's based in Cyprus, told Caster's news agency, and she started giving it away. So oh. that's very nice of yeah. her, I suppose. Uh, but soon enough, uh, Lamprowl was started getting requests from men who wanted to drink it. Hmm. Uh, I started... It started with men who were interested in bodybuilding, said Lamprowl, who also has a four-year-old daughter, Haley. They said that it's good for building muscle mass. But then I started but then I started to get inquiries from men with fetishes. Uh, and so uh, that's kind of... Those guys ruin it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She says, now I breastfeed on demand. <laughs> On demand. On demand. Okay. I I mean, I guess that's really how it works anyways, right? You know what? You could have worded that better. Yeah. Instead of I breastfeed on demand, (laughs) you could have said I provide breast milk on demand. Yes, that's true. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, like... I don't. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Lamprow started a Facebook group for people who want to request her breast milk, and has given more than 132 gallons of milk Golly. to strangers. She Man. is a producer. She is <laughs> got a little Holstein in her. <laughs> she she regularly ships them to the UK and within her home country. My husband is so supportive of me, she said, and mm-hmm. I'm not. But I'm not sure how much longer I can carry on for. Well, so um, now your wife has recently had a baby. She has, and I mean, if you're looking for a little money making venture, I asked. I, I texted this uh, this article to her, and yeah. it was just. I tried to, you know, be kind of. Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Ha ha ha! Isn't that funny? Like to get a new car. Ha ha ha! Isn't that so funny? But seriously, but I mean, if you're would, up would for you it, consider it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if, I'm not saying you have to, but uh, six thousand dollars, six thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine these guys in the gym, like, bro, dude, yeah, dude, dude, bro, dude. You got to get on this <laughs> breast milk. I'm on a breast milk supplement pre-workout. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it does for you. Uh, you know what? You know what? I wish we had my wife on the show because, yeah, uh, according be to thing. her, it does everything from cure astigmatism in somebody's okay. eyes to like curing cancer. Well, I just need to hook up. <laughs> I mean, not with Tara, but I'm saying <laughs> with someone and get a get a bottle. Yeah, I think it's kind of like it's almost like a. Miracle drug or whatever? <laughs> I don't know, but huh. the specialist yeah. or whatever came in, and she said that like her husband had... Okay, first let me say this. I'm not giving out medical advice. Right. I am not a doctor. Yeah. 
Like a if you got a scratch, like if a dog licks it, it'll get better. You know, like during the dog days. <laughs> Maybe she was saying. You know, I heard this story fourthhand. I don't want to tell anyone. I don't want to give yeah. anybody real medical advice. But the story I heard was a lady's husband had cancer, and so she goes and she starts getting all this breast milk and and slipping it into his milkshakes when he didn't know about it, and then his cancer went into remission. Huh. So you know, huh? Well, <laughs> huh? I don't know. I mean, I feel pretty good. My cracked ribs still hurting a little bit. <laughs> Maybe you should like get off. <laughs> I'll say this: we was on the we was on our way to church uh, last week, and I meant to fill up the gas tank the Saturday night before, and put a little breast milk in. <laughs> I was about to say dead gum, and I forgot it. We ran out of gas on the way to church, so I took that bottle and I put it in the gas tank, and the thing fired right up. Fired right up. <laughs> Plugs and points out. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. Oh man. Well, uh, again, we are going to make this brief because I know this is kind of a long show, but we did have a couple of reviews this week. Uh, this one comes from New Watermelon Road. Uh, it says, "Better than Fox News." I can't think of anywhere I'd rather get my news, fake or not. Keep up the good work, guys. So thank you, New Watermelon Road. Uh, if you uh, send us an email, we will send you a pocket knife. And uh, also, Hog Monster says, excellent. I love to listen to a bunch of dumb podcasts. <laughs> For this reason, I make sure never to miss an episode of Earth Oddity. <laughs> thank you. In a land of skunks, it's the show with only half a nose that rises above the rest as king. So, Hog Monster, send us an email. We'll send you a pocket knife. Way to go, Hog Monster. I missed that one. I, I must have skipped over that when I was looking at it. I wonder yeah. who that is. Well, I don't know if I see anybody I know. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I will say this. The iTunes reviews, I mean, yes, we, we'd like the iTunes reviews because it gives us a, a better chance of, of being heard by other people. But also... I want our audience to think of the iTunes reviews as a chance to entertain us. Yeah, you know, right. we give you, we do this show. Hopefully, you find us funny. You you enjoy, we entertain you. The iTunes reviews is your opportunity right. to entertain us. Right. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. continue sending in uh, reviews. Uh, email the show. You know, just email e- the show. You just want to email us to say whatever. You know, anything that's on your mind. It doesn't have to be even show related. Briefly, um, we did get a uh, we did get uh, one email. Dear Earth Oddity, in the Marvel Universe, very few people besides <laughs> Thor can lift Molnir. How do you say that his hammer's name? Molnir? Uh, dude, I don't know. Very few people besides Thor can lift Molnir. A few other heroes have been worthy, but usually just Thor, and we have seen him use this trick at times to pin down a bad guy or use it as a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, could Magneto lift Thor's hammer? And if so, is it because he's worthy, or would it be because of his mutant ability of controlling magnetism? Signed, Kitty Buster. (laughs) So so what do you think? Um, I'm going to go with no. You're going to go with no? Yeah, I don't think he can. I'm going to say yes, because I think think he's got Thor here on a technicality. If he's using magnetism, is he... Technically, he's not lifting the right. hammer. Yeah, I mean, he just can't reach down and pick it up. Is yeah, what I'm saying. right. I, yeah, yeah, he can't pick it up. Right, but can he use his powers to move it? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I don't so. know. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm a juggernaut guy myself. <laughs> Your juggernaut's cool. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut. I'm the juggernaut. <laughs> I'm bored. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the yes. show. 
everybody, where no matter where you get us, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, YouTube, wherever. We thank you so much for listening to us, and we hope you have a great, great week. Special special thanks to Deidre, our special guest. You'll get your gift later on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, you can email the show, earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's right. And you can also follow us on Twitter. We are are at underscore earthoddity. And you can follow us on Instagram. That is earth underscore oddity underscore podcast. There you go. Don't hesitate to send in your emails. Thank you so much for listening. Uh We love you all so much. Have a great week. Uh Uh-huh. We're out of here. Bye-bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.